This week, my son witnessed someone engaged in, shall we say, questionable behavior that required police attention. We filed a report, and within a few minutes, several of Montgomery County's finest arrived at his school, where together we met them so that my son could provide a statement about what he had observed in the neighborhood. Of course, the presence of two police cruisers in the parking lot marked just about the most exciting event at this small Jewish private school in quite some time. And so at the next recess, a crowd of nosy high schoolers swelled around the officers, peppering them with questions. Will you tase me? inquired one young man. What about if I charge you? Which car is faster? If I let you handcuff me, will you? Fun fact, assault with consent is actually illegal in Maryland. They went on and on, and the officers took it in good-natured stride. They've probably been in that position before. Last year, I spoke about the Karuvim, two angelic, childlike statuettes posted above the Holy Ark. The Ark, which contained the Holy Tablets, represents our pursuit of wisdom. I quoted Rabbi Shmuel Rizovsky, a 20th century scholar, who explained the symbolism of the Karuvim appearing as children's faces. In so being, they represent the importance of maintaining childlike curiosity in the learning process. Indeed, the English word cherubic, connoting angelic innocence, stems from this ancient artifact, and the Aramaic word karavya, likewise, means childlike. In light of my experiences this week with these wide-eyed teenagers, I'd like to flesh out this point a bit more. Back in the 1980s, Carol Dweck drew a distinction between what she termed mastery versus performance orientations. The latter emphasizes outcomes and tends to function in relative terms, whereas the former prejudices the actual learning process. Writing in a Stanford periodical about a study commissioned there in partnership with academics at Duke and Pitt, journalist Brooke Donald muses, Think about the ideal student. Here she focuses on learning, not grades. Improvement, not appearances. Competency, not competition. This person wants to understand and grow, not just prove how smart he or she is. She goes on to explain that, quote, being in an environment that emphasizes learning for learning's sake will dampen concerns about outperforming others and enhance intrinsic motivation even after one returns to a culture that places more value on demonstrating skills than developing them. This process-oriented, growth-minded disposition seems far more common in children who, to paraphrase the Socratic paradox, know that they know nothing. Whereas over time, most people trend more self-assured and less inquisitive. Tellingly, most yeshivas, institutions of higher Jewish learning, are structured educationally in this way. Formal tests are rare and grades even rarer, communicating subliminally the supremacy of a mastery mindset, the value of learning for its own sake, lishma in Hebrew. Sometimes this might even come at the expense of performance, demonstrable attainments, but the trade-off is considered worthwhile for the greater goal of branding study as an independently esteemed venture. In this vein, 19th century ethical master Rabbi Simcha Zisel Ziv notes that a Torah scholar is known as a Talmud Chacham, literally a student of wisdom. The truly wise are those who see themselves as lifelong learners, students forever. 400 years earlier, the Torah commentator known as Kli Yakar pointed out that all of the dimensions of the Holy Ark itself are half measures. It is 2.5 amot, hand breaths, by 1.5, by 1.5. As it represents Torah wisdom, the Ark in its very construction communicates the fact that in this department, we are never complete. 
Perhaps we might pursue knowledge with a bit more tact than a pack of teenagers hounding a public servant. But we certainly can absorb the values of insatiable curiosity and boldness in education in adopting a mastery mentality on our Jewish journey. Shabbat Shalom.